welcome to the Higher Ed Briefing, your dive into the world of education. Every Monday, Wednesday and Friday, we'll bring you curated stories from education in the UK and around the globe. Join me, Lewis McKinnon, as we explore the latest trends, insights and inspiring tales in the field of learning. With all that being said, let's move on to our first story. As the Russian invasion of Ukraine approaches two years since the start of the conflict, the state seeks international support to stem its brain drain as a result of destruction and displacement. In a report from University World News, Ukraine is making a heartfelt plea to Western universities for support in curbing the ongoing brain drain of its talented individuals who are leaving the country due to devastating impacts of war and severe economic challenges. Deputy Minister of Education and Science, Mikhailo Vinitsky, stressed the critical importance of retaining Ukrainian talent within the country as it faces the dual challenges of winning a war and rebuilding the nation. To achieve this, he proposed a shift towards supporting joint degree programmes rather than encouraging more students to leave Ukraine. We have a war to win and a country to rebuild as we need our best brains here, the Deputy Minister said. Since the full-scale Russian invasion in February 2022, Ukraine's higher education institutions have suffered significant damage, with 60 institutions damaged and 6 completely destroyed. In addition to this, 2,638 schools have been damaged and 437 have been destroyed. These impacts have resulted in numerous challenges for students and faculty, including disrupted learning, research and administration. Moreover, Ukrainian HE is grappling with massive financial issues, with international students' numbers plummeting from 73,000 to 8,000, and state funding for HE being cut by 40% in 2023. This reduction in funding has rendered many Ukrainian HEIs financially unsustainable. Vinitsky emphasised the need for Western universities to focus on talent development within Ukraine through joint degree programmes, targeted funding for Ukraine-based programmes at the Masters and PhD levels, infrastructure and capacity building, and non-resident fellowships for Ukrainian researchers. He noted that the situation is compounded by a significant number of students and faculty not returning to Ukraine due to economic hardships, rather than safety concerns. To address this, the Deputy Minister emphasised the importance of creating non-resident fellowships, allowing Ukrainian researchers to continue their work in Ukraine. Despite these challenges, Vinitsky remains optimistic about the role of HE in Ukraine's recovery and its integration into the European higher education area. While acknowledging the obstacles, he also praised the support received from European universities, particularly in Poland for their assistance to Ukrainian students, academics and university staff throughout the conflict. In this critical time, Ukraine seeks a helping hand from Western institutions to preserve its intellectual capital and, in turn, strengthen the nation's ability to rebuild and recover. Now, an MBA, especially those with the moniker of Global MBA, may seem old hat. However, this jointly developed and dual branded offering between India and Australia is potentially set to have a substantial financial and soft power impact. 
The Indian Express brings us our next story. The University of Western Australia, UWA, is teaming up with the Indian Institute of Management, Coricode, IIM, to introduce an online global MBA program. This 24-month program targets mid to senior level working professionals seeking to enhance their skills in the evolving global business landscape. Upon completion of the first year, participants will earn a professional certificate in advanced business management from IIM, followed by a Masters in Business Administration, Global, from UWA. One of the program's standout features is its flexibility, making it an affordable option for professionals aspiring to obtain a global MBA degree via online learning. The curriculum will be delivered by faculty from both IIM Coricode and UWA and includes real-world case studies. The program will kick off on December the 21st with a fee of INR $562,000 plus GST, which is approximately £5,500 sterling. The Global MBA aims to equip professionals with the skills and knowledge required for the dynamic global business landscape, making them attractive candidates for brands with international operations. Furthermore, the programme fosters an international community that promotes innovation, global learning and collaboration across borders. Upon successful programme completion, participants will receive alumni status from UWA, granting them access to exclusive alumni events and networking opportunities. Our final story for today highlights the eight-old adage that beauty is in the eye of the beholder, in this case, university rankings. Now, we're all consciously aware that depending on what ranking you hold near and dear, different methodologies are used, and thus a wild west of complexity ensues when a student is looking for their institution of choice, and ultimately whether an institution wishes to immerse themselves in this landscape. In his 2018 book, the soul of a university. Chris Brink argued that academic rankings were a global confidence trick. However, five years later, there is evidence that the tide may be turning against these rankings, leading to a growing skepticism among university leaders. Brink outlined several arguments against academic rankings, both methodological and conceptual. Methodologically, he highlights the arbitrary choices involved in constructing rankings, such as selecting categories of activities to evaluate and choosing performance indicators. These choices favour some universities while disadvantaging others, making the results questionable. Additionally, the normalisation of data and the formula for combining indicators into a single ranking number introduce more subjectivity. Brink also makes a conceptual argument that all university rankings aim to create a one-dimensional ordering of universities based on quality, which oversimplifies the diverse missions and goals of universities worldwide. He questions the validity of this assumption and likens it to ranking apples against oranges. Despite these criticisms, academic rankings have grown to become a powerful force in global higher education with significant geopolitical consequences. However, Brink argues that universities and academics are increasingly questioning the value of rankings, and some prestigious institutions have started to withdraw from them. One key driver of change is the realisation that multidimensional alternatives to rankings, such as rating systems, provide more nuanced and informative insights. 
These rating systems break down concepts into various categories and assign ratings to each, providing richer data for decision making. Another driver is the accumulating weight of expert opinion against rankings, with scholars and university leaders criticising their methodology and impact. Some top-ranked institutions have started refusing to participate in rankings, signalling a shift in the rankings' credibility. Finally, a cultural change is emerging, as exemplified by a recent report from Universities of the Netherlands which acknowledges the problems with rankings and outlines strategies to shift the culture around their use. Brink suggests that individual academics and university leaders should reflect on their roles in perpetuating the ranking system and consider distancing themselves from commercial ranking organisations. While it may not be the beginning of the end for rankings, they have reached an inflection point where their dominance and credibility may decline. In conclusion, academic rankings are facing growing scepticism due to their methodological and conceptual flaws. This shift is driven by alternatives like rating systems, expert criticism, institutional resistance, and a broader cultural change in the higher education community. For a much more in-depth analysis on this, I recommend going and reading Chris Brink's book, The Soul of a University, where you can find the full link to the original story and that book in the description. That's all from me today. Thanks for listening. Remember to subscribe to The Higher Ed Briefing wherever you get your podcast fix to receive a new set of stories every Monday, Wednesday and Friday from the world of education. Links to all stories covered in today's briefing can be found in the episode description along with acknowledgements for the original authors and sources. Higher Ed Briefing is a Higher Ed Media production 